0: all right what is up everyone welcome back to the heart to heart podcast this is the third season and 12th episode my name is hafiz and today we have a special guest excel welcome yeah hi hafiz nice to be here and uh, thanks for having me <laughs> please don't make this complicated what about the time we wasted on our all right, we're going to jump straight into the gaming aspect of it. For those of you who don't know how it works, we ask each other three lighthearted questions and we have to incorporate three random words into our answers of those questions. Are you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm good. Yep. All right, let's jump into it. Okay. So my first question for you is, let's say you were to pick one of these three, either uh Okay, so either you had to go with no socks on everywhere you go, with just socks on everywhere you go, (laughs) or you had to wear a shoes everywhere you go. Like that includes in bed, like everywhere you go. Okay, Which one do you pick? Okay. And your words are calculation, hallway, and suntan. Yeah, I would
1: pick uh, the no socks at all. Uh, option and to put it in a sentence so I would calculate and look at all the different ways on how I can find days that don't have so much sunshine here in California or in my area here in San Diego so on the hallways I would walk very close to the edge where the walls are in hopes that they are not so dirty and everybody walks in the middle and then when there is sun, I will find ways to basically sit on my knees, so to speak, or have my knees and my leg, uh, my feet hidden because I once got a really, really bad sunburn on my feet. So I know that that's bad, but that's still better than shoes or socks everywhere. <laughs> Good call. Fair enough. Hard target against that. <laughs> so my turn? Yes. Okay. Well if you had a time machine, where would you go? And what would you do there? And what you want for your words is beard, factory, and
0: dairy. Okay, can I I have a question about that scenario? Is it possible for me to just like get a peek? and then go back to another one, just like get a peek to oh, get an it's idea. A, it's a one time trip. I have to? You can say I go backwards to okay. the year
1: and months or you go forwards to the year and months, but it's a one time trip.
0: Okay. Um, I really want to know how bad society is going to end up <laughs> in like a hundred years. Okay. Um, I'm very tempted cause I am not looking forward to seeing how this is going to go, but uh, I want to enjoy life too. So, uh, probably, probably go back, I don't know, 30, 40 years. Um, just, just jump a bit back then. Cause you avoid a lot of the drama, a lot of the unnecessary things that are happening right now. Um, but it's also, it also isn't that bad. Like, yes, factories were like the main thing there. Um, whether they be making bread, um, milk types of dairies, um, yes those were the main things there in terms of your general i don't know stuff there's a lot of farms and stuff but i think it'd be cool to see how life was before social media completely took over yep. and uh like i said why i'm not going to be going forward because it's freaking messed up <laughs> and i don't want to um be in that time be stuck in there yeah, yeah, yeah. can't imagine being stuck in there gotcha okay no. so yeah cool that's uh that's my choice It's yeah. 30 40 years back all right so my next question for you is let's say you had to pick one type of headphone okay so either the big the overhead headphones yep. or the the, the wireless mm-hmm. like Air, airpods type yeah or the wired earphones which one would you pick and your words are aid minor and bank All right, yeah, so
1: I would actually pick the ones that have that basically plug in, but you uh, have like the little earphones with the wires and not wireless. And the main reason is um, that I have found oftentimes that the ones that are wireless, they run out of juice pretty quickly. And so what I found, especially in the last like two years is anytime you need any aid any help any support right like for example if you want to find out how to mine for crypto or stuff like that right you want to be a crypto miner you need any kind of support or you want to go to the bank or you go to the hairdresser and stuff everywhere you have to wait and the one thing I hate is that you run out of juice with your little wireless things so that's why I like the ones with the wires a little better
0: nice Nice. Uh, I I, pref- I still prefer the wireless one. But great answer. <laughs> yeah, if
1: the lines were shorter, I would go with the wireless too. there. <laughs> <Fair> enough. <laughs> I mean, it's really, literally everywhere That's I go, right. I, I have to wait and you know, I'd rather have I something know. that I can do, you know, listen to an audio book or music or whatever, you know, exactly something to keep you occupied yeah Yeah, yeah, that's completely fair yeah all right okay so then uh, my next question is if you had a choice who would you want to meet in person regardless whether alive or not alive anymore and the three words are empire captivate and seal
0: i don't I don't know. Um, Okay, so let me start by describing the characteristics of um, the type of person who I would want to meet. Um, Likely, it'd be someone who's achieved um, a great level of success, um, irrespective of what success really is to them. Um, You know, basically someone who's built an empire, someone who's got the seal of approval for wise people, um, someone who could really captivate a group of people and make him the society changing people that they are right i um, just someone who really was impactful in a way that uh, I personally would never be able to understand um, right now like regardless because of society there's no way of me being able to understand it that type of um, that type of person is who I'm thinking about. I don't really have a specific person in mind, really. Um, I don't really spend much time thinking about it if I'm being honest, and because of that, I don't really have a specific person in mind, but for the sake of this game, um, I will just give one person who I actually do want to chat with at some point, if I ever get the chance to, and that's Jordan Peterson. That guy is is amazing in terms of the, the work he does. Um like the way the way he stands his ground for what he believes in and the way he like despite all the crazy amount of hate he gets, the way he just sticks to it because of what he believes in. It's that guy's an inspiration with that. Yeah, One of the yeah, most see intellectual that. people I know. I see that.
1: Yeah. If you had asked me that same question I would have probably with the same criteria would have said Elon
0: Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk is a a good one, but all he does is work. Like, like, yes, he creates amazing things, but I don't feel like I could relate to him on that level because I don't want to, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I want to have a life outside of that. Like, that guy's whole life is work. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, but that's,
1: uh, I would, if we had a discussion about this and not just play the game, I would say, ask yourself what work is. I'm always using this in my mentoring, right? Ask yourself what work is and then look at what Elon does. And I bet you if you ask him, are you working? He would say, no, I'm just living my passion. I do the stuff that I'm really, really into as all day long, as long as I can. And that's what I call living your passion. People who live their passion, they don't Mm -hmm. call it work. We might think it's work because they spend 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week on it. But if you're really passionate about it, I would really be surprised if you were to call it work. But anyway, I mean, that's
0: your next yeah. question. Hafiz. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we're going to touch up on that after because uh, <laughs> oh, that's going to be a good point. Of discussion It's going to yeah, be a right, great. Cool. Point of discussion, yeah, so. Um, oh, oh, I need to ask you. Okay. All right. So my last question for you is let's say. Um, you got to pick... So I'm not sure which computer but let's say you have an option of picking... Actually, let's go with this, okay? You get to pick between um, a MacBook, a Windows computer, or a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Which one are you picking? Your words are proud, service, and calm. Okay, well... I, because of the
1: words, I would pick a Chromebook. And that is because I would... Believe that I have reached a point where I can be proud of what I've put together in my life, and not be that concerned about service or, or you know, is is this something that I can call IT support or stuff like that? But imagine more that I've finally made it to a calm point in my life, where I can use that Chromebook mainly to listen to audio books or watch videos and stuff like that, and with that. I
0: go with the cheapest option so that's <laughs> you know smart smart hard to argue against that yeah exactly uh, yeah. do you use an android phone by the way or, no i have or a, an iPhone. iphone but i have a windows computer so
1: ah <laughs> uh, okay okay yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough I mean, okay cool works, um, right? so my uh, last question is um since we spoke a little bit about Elon, if you had the option, no physical other requirements to be one of the people who gonna build a city on Mars. What would you do with that option? And your words are, pocket differ and broken? What a question. I just
0: gotta say, <laughs> you asked for questions. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great one. I just never had the chance to ever think about it. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do this. So, life in Mars is going to be very different than it is here, right? right? right, right. Here, a lot of people are broken. A lot of people differ on a lot of different topics. But Mars is like a new start, right? Completely different environment. Completely new start. Um, Idea would be to bring as much simplicity as possible. Mm -hmm. And as much easiness overall because life in 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 earth got too complicated right now right everyone has different ideas which which is great to a certain degree but after a certain stage it just ends up being way too complicated and um the idea would be to try and avoid that from happening right if that means emptying your pockets here on earth before heading there yes (laughs) but as simple of an environment whatever it is um i just a minimalistic environment in mars is what i would go for
1: all right, cool. Yeah, that's definitely differing than what it is here right now, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. All right, awesome. Okay, so that will be the end of the gaming session. Yeah, I like that. Um, that was a great... little different, but actually cool. Yeah, I really like it. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, okay, so. Uh... I wanted to, okay, we'll come up to to the discussion that we had before. Later, towards the end of this time. Okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do right now? Or what is something that you're proud to? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I started um, basically the business uh, of investing in real estate for myself and for my family, because like we kind of touched on before my point was when I started my first company that I knew I didn't want to work the end of my life i wanted to get to a point where the results of the work can basically pay for my life and i looked around and at the time i found for myself that residential real estate investing would be the best way to go now you have to keep in mind that was right around 2000 where the stock market crashed and all kinds of stuff so i look for an alternative to stocks because that's what everybody did and everybody got hurt so i got into this and then a, a while ago while i was over time telling people okay you know um it's just normal conversation, you have a beer, you have a glass of wine, or you go at a party and stuff. And people say, Hey, what have you been doing? What's new with you and stuff? And I told oftentimes about the different real estate deals that I had been doing and people kept saying, Wow, that I have never heard about this or is this just for you? Is this special? And so forth and so forth and kept encouraging me to put something together that can benefit people who would like to have the same results but don't necessarily know how to get there. And so that's how I started Ideal Wealth Grower. Um, that's also the name of the website. And what we're doing there basically is I'm offering a mentoring program for anybody who says, okay, I see a point in the future. I call it the time freedom point where I no longer want to exchange my time for a salary or for wages or for money. So, you know, like your nine to five job or maybe even longer where I can basically live off my investments through passive income. And that's not an overnight thing that typically takes a number of years depending on where you start, but it takes a while to get there. But then on the other hand, you know, I'm basically finding now that I've done it for a number of years that each case is a little different and my joy and what I'm proud about to answer your question for what you asked initially is then I've gotten through the question, through the scenarios of people presenting to me what their situation is and them them having the same goal like me, um, really learning more and more and more because I'm always then digging in and say, okay, well, what can I find out? How does this fit into the bigger picture? And then really help them on the journey and during the journey to get closer and closer to this time freedom point and in the process, purchasing both for myself and, and my mentoring clients purchasing properties that are basically performing well and putting money in their
0: pocket. That's amazing. Um, I know there'll be some people out there who aren't sure. So could you expand on what passive income is? Right? Yeah. So the easiest
1: way I can uh, probably explain it is let's say you go on Zillow or some some of these real estate websites, and and you say, Okay, well, I want to find an investment property. And what would be a good Passive income investment property would be one. Let's say you find a property for $130,000 somewhere in the country, and you can do some research and you find out that property pays anywhere between 1,200 dollars 1,300, maybe a little bit more than $1,300 of rent. So what I'm always saying, you know, I used to say a three-bedroom, two-bath house is a nice thing. Nowadays, I'm actually recommending four-bedroom, two-bath because so many more people now work from home and to have a designated room that you can say, this is my office and the rest is basically our living area. That's, you know, to use the extra bedroom. Now, the issue with that is there aren't that many very well-performing properties and what you find oftentimes is they're not necessarily exactly where you live. Like in my area here, San Diego, no chance, right? There is literally no chance to find a property where the ratio between what you need to pay for it and what you get in rent is in any kind of well-performing ratio. So that means you have to go somewhere else, like, for example, Alabama, Florida, um, Ohio, um, Illinois, places like that. And then when it's so far away, you can't really take care of the property yourself. And that's why what I'm basically doing in Ideal Wealth Grower, introducing people to what I call the turnkey model. Turnkey means a company goes out, finds a property. I always say the ugly duckling in a good neighborhood, renovates it, and then sells it to you or to me for a price that is close to what it would also appraise for. Meaning like when they say, okay, we sell it to you for $130,000. And then the bank sends somebody in and says, Okay, give me an estimate what's the value. And that and the goal is that value to come as close as possible to 130 or ideally even a little higher. So then you know, it's really worth it. And the bank will say, Yeah, it's really worth it. Then you put let's say on the $130,000 house, you could put 20% down, that means $26,000 of your own money, and the rest comes from the bank. And then you rent it for, like I said, 1,200, 1,250, 1,300 a month. But that same turnkey company that founded, renovated it, and sold it to you, they will then also manage it. And that's why it's turnkey, it's all under one roof. And all you basically do, and that's why I call it passive, is you're basically collecting the money that they get take in from the rent and send to your bank account now since I mentioned the bank the bank gives you the loan for the purchase and then from that money that you get into your bank account you pay the mortgage and that's it and the difference let's say you know you get 1300 rent and your mortgage is nine hundred dollars those four hundred dollars difference is basically the passive income or the positive cash flow and if you yeah, have one, I mean, everybody that's listening would say, okay, well, if I have one of those houses, I have $400, how can I ever quit my job? But the goal from this path, right? What we call the ideal investor journey is you get one, and then maybe next year you get another one. And then next year you get another one until you have anywhere eight, nine, 10 of those houses. Now you have 4,000 a month. That's a different story. And keep in mind over the years, you would probably increase the rent Right, like fifty dollars or sixty dollars a year, but your mortgage will always be the same. So any increase in rent is basically directly in your pocket. And so what happens when like I anywhere yeah. eight, nine, ten houses in, like which is typically eight, nine, ten years into the future, you're probably anywhere between four and six thousand dollars in income. And you can determine most people I would say in the country would say if I had four or five thousand dollars a month from my properties, I
0: don't really need a job anymore. Yeah. Um, How long does it take to sell a house, for instance? Sell a house or buy a house? Sorry, not sell. Uh, buy it, buy a house. Yeah, I mean, buy I, I'm house, always sorry.
1: asking because I never sell a house. I always only buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it takes basically, uh, it, it depends. If, for example, somebody came to me and say, hey, I want your help, then I would connect them with people who already have properties ready to sell. But if you were to go through the process of first finding it, I would say from the moment you say, I want to find one of those properties until you actually can say, it's mine. Now, I would estimate about five months, maybe six. Because I mean, you you want to have it at least as far that it doesn't need to start renovation anymore, it should be kind of in the process of being renovated or almost done or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the most difficult part of that entire process? um well that's a little bit hard to say for it, it, it can be difficult uh, on the lending side to qualify and actually get the loan right because that is dependent on your credit score and how much money you have and what your history is and all that the bank will dissect that pretty deeply and then see you know and the income that you're making from your job and all those that can be one tricky thing the other thing that can be tricky that most people don't have on their radar is you now you found the property and like I said the bank sends this appraising person there and the the sales price is 130,000. but that person that evaluated the property without knowing any of the circumstances they just go there go through look at everything write everything down and make a report and based on that report they put a number on it let's say the number is 120. so now you have ten thousand dollars difference Right. And you had said, okay, I have $26,000 for my down payment and a little bit to pay some fees. But that $10,000 gap, that can really be difficult. Right Now the question is, can we negotiate? Can the seller come down a little bit? Because an independent person has said, this is not worth one thirty. Right, But then they won't make money too. Mm. So that's the other tricky part. Like the, I would say those are the two tricky things. The one is getting the money from the bank and the other one is if the appraisal is not perfectly at or above the asking price how do you come to a compromise because you don't you don't want to lose the deal you know because these days anybody who has listened to you know any news or stuff online or whatever would have heard real estate has really increased in value a lot it's gotten really kind of expensive So finding a deal that is really performing well when it meets all those criteria that we talked about is really hard. So when you have one kind of like on the, you know, you, if you're a fisherman and you hooked one, you know, you don't want to really let it go unless you absolutely have to. Right. And so that's also where I see my role, you know, there are many, many little details and then those really two big ones, because I see my, my role and purpose in the mentoring, mainly in protecting anybody who trusts me to help them, so that it's not just a good deal on paper, it ends up being a good deal in the end, because keep in mind, that's why I said I had to have a second take when you said selling it, because the goal is never to sell, right? So it needs to be a good deal from day one, and then you wanna hold it for as long as possible. Any, if you ask anybody who does this real estate investing, not just for normal little houses, but any kind of real estate investing, you ask them, what's your biggest mistake they will most almost always say i should have never sold this one or that one or anyone you know especially when you live through times like right now where the government gives you seven or ten percent inflation right that means just automatically you don't even do anything and that thing is just increasing in value just because of that right it's so, you know i mean where do you get that why right? do you do nothing you just sit on your butt and you make seven to ten percent value increase you know? And and, and there's actually a little thing that that I always find fascinating that people forget. So let's take our little deal, right? Where we said, okay, everything worked out perfectly. You put 26,000 in. Let's just say, just for sake of argument, the value increases by 10% because that's easy to calculate, right? So it's 130 when you buy it one year later, it increased 10%. So now it's $13,000 more or 143,000 total. But those thirteen thousand is a hundred percent yours. So think about that. You put twenty six in and it increased by thirteen thousand, that's fifty percent on your own money.
0: Yeah.
1: Because the funny deal is in this kind of investing, you put twenty percent, the bank puts eighty percent, but if it gains in value you get a hundred percent of that gain. Yes. And that's the thing, you know, when people say, Well, isn't stock market investing much better? The problem is in a stock, if it were a stock for 130,000, you have to put the whole 130 in. And then all you make is the 10%. But if it's a house, you only put 26 in and still keep all the 13. So you tell me what yeah. better
0: deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a better deal. Um, it was something that you, that you brought up earlier that I want to ask. So you suggested that it's better, the ideal environment would be to buy a the terminology but like a house that's not very good in a good neighborhood Mm -hmm. um why that over let's say another environment where it's like a really good house but maybe not the best neighborhood the problem with not the best neighborhood is there
1: is one factor in this in this whole approach that makes or breaks a deal and not at the moment when you purchase Mm -hmm. it but over time so let's say you can find a nice house in a not so good neighborhood, and nice house is typically also more expensive, right? So we had our $130,000 house in a nice neighborhood and recently renovated, and this other one costs us $150,000. But we can also, because it's a nicer house, rent it for a little more. Therefore, our cash flow would not just be four hundred and maybe let's say it's five hundred. But here comes the problem. In the nasty neighborhood or not so nice neighborhood, you have to assume that you have way more often a situation where the tenant doesn't want to stay and wants to leave. right? Because that's kind of part of the definition of a not so nice neighborhood. So every time the tenant leaves, you typically have to assume you pay at least one month of rent to get it released. Right? So if the rent is higher, like 1500, and you have 500, so you're losing three months of rent. Now, depending on how often that happens, that's also three months of cash flow. Right. Now, the other part about it is in the not so nice neighborhoods, it's harder to get tenants who really look after your property as if it were their own. It's much more likely that they say, hey, I pay this Hafiz guy a ton of money. You know, I can live here however I want to. And if I want to get angry and knock a hole in the wall, then I pay him fifteen hundred bucks a month. He better deal with it right but then when somebody like that moves out you have potentially thousands of dollars to fix it all up again so that you can actually say here's a nice property that i want to rent again now take that same scenario in a maybe um, nicer neighborhood but the house is maybe not quite as nice and therefore doesn't bring in that much rent you put in a nice tenant who looks after it properly and is in there for three years you're saving yourself over time every time In the other house the place would be damaged and needs to be repaired and every time a tenant moves out a new one moves in and you need to pay the manager to handle all of that so that's why in the long run if you look about three five eight years ten years time period having a nicer neighborhood is in the end more valuable than having a nicer house in a not so nice neighborhood makes sense
0: makes it makes sense. Alright, um, I like. I have a couple more questions about this, but I actually want to shift the topic real quick onto another subject. So, um, my question for you right now is, what advice would you have someone, so it could be in general, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, for this, but what advice do you have someone uh, in their 20s? So they're in their 20s, you know, coming up, what advice do you have for them? If they're still
1: single in their 20s, I would say try to live like, There is a nice book, by the way, by the same title, like The Richest Man in Babylon. The richest man in Babylon, if you say what made him the richest man in Babylon, was that he put a certain amount of every penny that came in aside at the moment when it came in. And so somebody in their 20s, not yet related to anybody, family started, hooked up with someone, put 15% of every penny that comes in into a savings account. I call that the accumulation account, with the goal to get to our, back to our example, to get as quickly as possible to your first 26,000 and buy your first property. Right now, while you're accumulating, you know, depending on what your income and 15% could be a couple hundred dollars, could be $400, could be $300, could be $100. While you're doing that, as you know, anybody knows right now, a bank savings account doesn't pay you anything. So if you came to me, I would show you how you can actually already start investing a little bit in real estate with $50 at a time. So even if your 15% were only $50, I can show you how you can already get 7 or 8% return on that. And you keep accumulating, keep accumulating, keep accumulating until you get to overall 26000 and then you can buy your first property. Right. So that's what I would say. Now, if you're already together with somebody, right, if you're starting your family or, or have like started at least a partnership, then you might want to reduce that to 10%, because 15% is a little bit of a burden. But when you buy yourself, you don't typically have that much cost. If you're with somebody, take the other 5% and treat your girl or your boy uh, nice with those 5%. But still, the most important thing is not only the number 10 or 15 percent the really 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 important thing is to do it right when the money comes in because most people live their life by saying okay i take the money i have to pay my bills and stuff like that and then i hope that 5 10 15 percent is left over at the end of the month and that never works what does work is people can get used to working and living with 90% or 85% of what they really bring in. If that's all you have available, you deal with it, right? Rather than saying, here's the whole amount, I hope something is left at the end of the month. That's really the trick. When you're not hooked up 15%, when you're hooked up 10% and then just keep doing this for the rest of your life. And when you wanna know how to get a good return with real estate, even with $50, come to me and I help you out.
0: Wonderful. Awesome. And then one last question for you. Um, Teach me something in life that I do not know.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know you that well, Hafiz. But uh, what teach you something in life? Um, One thing I would say that I have learned because I've been around way longer than you have um, is never abandon your convictions. I mean, they have so many people who, without ever doing it themselves, want to tell you what's right and what's wrong. If you are absolutely convinced about something like I am absolutely convinced and I have by now mountains and mountains of evidence that everybody who has ever really made it into something starting from like mini and doesn't build a billion dollar company or something like that, normal people, ultimately end up having more and more realistic right that's my conviction and and I'm thick and thin whatever people say that's my conviction and I'm stick with it be disciplined stick with it defend it but even if nobody wants to believe you as long as you believe it go with it be disciplined just do your thing right I believe that's really from a lesson learned for for anybody for you or anybody else is too many people if you ask me, have all this potent- potential and they have great ideas. But when they start and they hear some negativity, they abandon their own ideas rather than really stay with your conviction and just go through to the end with it. And that means there might be some failures in on the way, but if you really stick with it, you will be surprised at how high the chances are that you're gonna succeed.
0: Yes, I think that's one of the things I learned I mean, obviously not to the degree you have, but um, that's kind of like boy, I've seen a <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm suggesting you have a lot more wisdom and experience than I do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. yeah no uh, so that's, uh, I know like, obviously I still have a lot more to learn from it, but um, I think that was like in the last year or two, good reasons because of the pandemic um like i had to do a lot of contemplation and whatnot that was one of the one of the greater things that i learned and i'm glad to hear that you have tons of experience to back that up i will definitely be keeping that in mind so thank you so much for that um right before we wrap this up would you like to have uh, would you like to add any 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 last uh, any any last uh... Where it's in the well, we touched on it
1: briefly, and I, I really feel I want to reiterate it without going, if you don't like to, in, into a long discussion. But if you can find something where you ask yourself, you know, what do I want to do with the most valuable thing that I have in my life, and that's time, right? Anybody you ask, they don't have to be old or anything. If, if you really contemplated the one thing that you can't get more of, you can't get it back, or anything like that, is time. So if you ask yourself, what is it? that I'm really passionate about, that I wanna use my time for, right? Then do that, regardless whether it makes a lot of money or whether it's highly regarded in in the industry or on social media or whatever, because in the end, and I can tell you because I have, I'm there for a while already, I'm living my passion, I'm doing the stuff that I'm passionate about. And it never feels like work. It never feels like wasted time. And what's kind of crazy about it is it actually starts paying well too, right? So, but it's yeah. a totally different feeling, a totally different mindset. And and that's the important thing. When you say I'm contemplating where, what my next step is, I would really say, you know, what are you passionate about to use your time for? I like
0: that. That's a- brilliant way to end this thank you so much axel for hopping on and for all your wisdom i really appreciate that um definitely going to be dropping the link to the website in the description down below make sure to go check them out everyone and uh yeah thank you so much for hopping on appreciate it and we will um call it off here so take care everyone yeah thanks sophie